This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Uh, a little information on the Cowboys. We're talking about the Cowboys not firing Mike McCarthy. So check this out. It's pretty interesting stuff. Um, so they... Um, the Cowboys are five and six as a favorite in the postseason since 1996. One of four teams with a losing record as a playoff favorite over that span. The other three, the Browns, the Giants, the Chargers. Dak Prescott is now two and five in his playoff career, tied for the worst record by any quarterback in playoff history, minimum five starts, along with Alex Smith and Billy Kilmer. How about that? They are, the, they are the first team in NFL history with three straight, first team, by the way, in NFL history with three straight 12-win seasons without a conference championship game. Forget about going to the Super Bowl without getting the conference championship. First team ever. The Cowboys have also now lost three straight playoff games as at least a seven-point favorite, the longest such streak by any team since the 1970 merger. So that's that's pretty bad stuff. And that's that's right. that's not just Mike McCarthy. That's a lot of coaches. It could be that Jerry just takes the air out of the room. You think? There's just something about Jerry where it, it has to. It cre- Listen, there's a lot of attention on the Cowboys to begin with anyway. Even in a sport that prints money and ratings, the highest ratings always seem to involve Cowboy games the expectations are high. The pressure is tremendous. And, and Jerry just, really, what other owners like him? Mark Cuban? Cuban? Maybe. Cuban, maybe. But still not even really in the vicinity. I mean, they show him more than the coach on the sidelines. He goes down there. He has press conferences at the drop of a hat. He has his own weekly. We, we, yeah, exactly. He has an AI version of himself that you can talk to in the stadium. I'd love that. That's no. a real thing. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's other owners that have say, but he's also the general manager of the team. So that gives him the excuse to hold the press conferences and all that. But he gobbles up the room, and outside of Parcells, which was the aberration, and that was even a long time ago because the last year was 06. We're just finishing up the 2023 season is that he he wants the spotlight and he doesn't want coaches that are going to take up any of his attention. And it's amazing, too. You say that he talks because he's the GM. Most GMs don't no. open their mouth other than Brian Cashman. I mean, we couldn't get Joe Douglas on the air as the whole thing was imploding. And then even after he spoke to the media, he didn't come on the air with us. So I, just because you're a GM doesn't mean you have to talk. After every single no, he, game. He is the Dallas Cowboys. And he doesn't want anybody taking any of his shine away. And you said it so perfectly earlier in the show. If he fired Mike McCarthy, it would be his the moral imperative to get Bill Belichick. And I think Belichick would have taken the job because he wants a Super Bowl and the Cowboys have immense talent and are very close to winning that Super Bowl. But if they did win that Super Bowl, it would be Bill Belichick's Super Bowl. Because think of the attention that Bill would command over the next couple of years. Winning a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick wins another Super Bowl, matches Tom Brady. Bill Belichick passes Don Shula for most wins in the history of the NFL. That's a lot of attention away from Jerry Jones. Now, let's let's, let's move to Belichick because it, it's being reported by several people that it looks like he's taking the Falcons' job. Mm. 
Really? He feels comfortable with Ritter as his quarterback? I mean, w- w- what are you doing? What do you mean? I don't, I don't like what you're saying right now. But think about it. Don't forget I, who else they have. He's there. getting into a situation. Who, who else? You always have? know. You always knew that it was a matter of time before Heineke. Belichick and Heineke linked up. We all knew. So I mean, is he in a better situation than he is with with Jones and Zappy? It's very interesting. I, I, this this one, as I've seen things heat up, I I did not even think about it. No, no way. But give Bill credit. If he takes the job, it is going to be because you know, he plans on being the coach for a while. Right? Yeah, it's not he, a re- he needs I, those 15 I, wins, I, Don. I, no, but he, listen, he'll get, I, I think he's going to probably sign a three-year contract. Right. So, you know, safe to say he'll get the 15 wins within the next three years. They're in a winnable division. I mean, as bad as Ritter was and everybody involved with Atlanta, you know, with their coaching situation and everything, they came down to the last weekend with a chance to make the playoffs. Would you be shocked if the Atlanta Falcons won the South next year? <laughs> yeah, with a seven and nine record or seven right, and ten record. No, and All by right. the way, and by the way, perfect fit for Belichick because Atlanta seemed to be the only team in the league that handled their quarterback the way he handled Mac Jones and Zappy. Right. It was Heineke and Ritter going back and forth the entire Man, year. But but he but he probably thinks I might be able to go out and get a quarterback. There's some free agents. Maybe he signs Cousins. Cousin comes back from the uh, the um, the Achilles. That's a better quarterback. Go out, win nine games, win the win the division. Maybe win a playoff game. Breaks the record the next year, and 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 now he finds himself with where Atlanta can be the, back the, again. How about, how about Brady coming out of retirement and quarterbacking the Falcons? Can you imagine how weird that would be for the twenty-eight-three to, to to see the twenty-eight-three exercised by the the Falcons? I'll say this, Don. The best point that you've made—it's the point God of the year—and I stole it today when I went on JP and uh, when I went on JP and Brian Mitchell. No, to. I didn't. I, I didn't. didn't think you would. When I went on JP That's and right. Brian Mitchell show in DC today, and they were asking me about the rebuild in Washington and how long and it could take, and I just said this whole idea that a rebuild is going to take a really long time is a complete fallacy these days. But how you, many CJ Strouds are out there? Oh, okay, but whether it's CJ Stroud, we can CJ Stroud's not the only example. We can look around. Give and, me a team that turned it around in one year. Well, hold on. Full turnaround Turn to this around, degree, like, they, like the Texans did. Um, it ain't easy. No, it's not easy. But if you were to, if you were to have me, I mean, honestly, Green Bay, they were. This was supposed to be their rebuild year. They got nobody. But they, they, they were coming from a nine win year, though. They were coming from a nine win year, losing a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, lost Bakhtiari most of the season. Didn't Watson has not been the guy oh. that he was initially his rookie year. Now he's looking more like it again. But nobody was writing oh, down the Packers to do that this no, year. It, did, it didn't last. It wasn't sustainable. But the Giants being able to jump to a nine seven and one team and win a playoff game the very next year. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, again, it wasn't sustainable, but it's not crazy. The point is, it doesn't take five years. And they do have the eighth pick in the draft. And there's rumors that they could be trading for fields. Or they go out and get someone who they think is already good, maybe they like. And also, just everything in the NFL, guys, is so fluid at this point. You know, a little while ago, I was shaking in my boots at the prospect of trying to rebuild. Oh, you got to rebuild. You're rebuilding in the same division as the Giants. I mean, they just won a playoff game. You're you're rebuilding with the Eagles. Well, the Eagles are going to dominate that division for years to come. Do you really know? Can you guys tell me that my team won't be able to rebuild in the NFC East next year? No one knows. This league changes constantly. Yeah. And in that division, you can win the division going 9-8, and eight, and now, now you're in the postseason. Oh, exa- exactly. Not to mention it's the NFC South. And, Don, you you could have two different seasons in the same season. All, who wasn't in play this year in the NFC South? They are, all were. Now, we're talking about quarterbacks. I thought this was a very, Except very Carolina, interesting a real team. thing that we should address because, you know, the quarterback that we're talking about is quarterback of the Jets. 
the savior of the Jets, the owner of the Jets. Yeah, that's, that's the owner. Uh, Nick Bosa talked about the Packers, and in talking about the Packers, took a shot at the exalted Aaron Rodgers. Listen to Nick. What Kyle talks about is, is the whole team has improved throughout the entire season. They've gotten a lot of guys healthy. And they have a lot of the same guys from the past really good teams they've had. And I'm a quarterback who does exactly what he's coached to do, which Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and unbelievable, but he kind of went outside of the realm of coaching. And sometimes it's good when you have a guy who does what he's coached to do. Interesting, right? So when we say he's running the Jets, he's running the Jets. And when he's on the field next year, he's going to be running the Jets. And that's why he wants an offensive coordinator that's his buddy because he doesn't want to be told what to do. Now, And listen, he's he's talking about quarterbacking and, and quarterbacking at a, 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 you know, a master's degree level. So I guess he has that right. But sometimes it does get frustrating and you need a special type of coach that's going to let you do well, that. The, and and LaFleur is such a great offensive mind, it probably drove him nuts. Well, that's the difference, right? In Green Bay, you could tell it was bothering them. And they were ready to move on to Love. And right now, that looks pretty good because the Packers are still alive and Love's playing great. But it did rub LaFleur the wrong way. They felt like they had his replacement ready to go. They had no problem drafting him, even though Rodgers didn't want him to. The Jets have no problem with this. Do you think anybody in the Jets organization has a problem with the power Rodgers no, has? They no. gave it to him. All right, so what's the issue? And the only people that would have a problem are Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, and both are on board because you can make the case they both have jobs because Aaron likes them. So yep. uh, the Jets have zero problem with this. They don't have a replacement. I don't think they – you think Joe Douglas is going to be mad that he can't draft a quarterback? Or is he going to be just on board of, hey, I want to try to win right now, so I'm going to go get a talent that can accentuate Aaron Rodgers? He'll regret it after the fact, but right now, do you think he really wants to tick off Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, what every GM should look at, you know, at the risk of ticking off a 41-year-old quarterback. He's playing next year at the end of the year at 41, right? That's it? Do what the, uh, the Packers ticked off Favre when they drafted Rodgers. They ticked off Rodgers when they drafted Love. And my question would be, how did, how did it work out for them? Exactly. You that, have to pick the replacement. Called, this is a 41-year-old quarterback. How are you leaving yourself naked two it's, years it's, from now? It's it's putting on your big boy pants and making well, the hard decisions. We talked about it here. The Giants, let's be real. The Giants have been messed up since they went out. We love the guy. Since they spent their draft pick on Saquon to try to squeeze something out of Eli and held on to Eli for too long, trying to be too good of guys. Same Now, now in the case of the Jets, well, it's not even about, it's more, it's not about trying to be a good guy. It's about just fear. You're afraid of Rodgers. You're, you're, you're mad. Mad. Yeah, because the, the, the Eli wasn't demanding this. No. I think John Mara wanted to give it to Eli. Yes. But Rodgers was like, listen, I want to win another Super Bowl. I, I don't want to tutor another quarterback. And I kind of get his perspective of like, listen, I'm coming to the end of the line here. You could draft a wide receiver, help us win now. I mean, you can understand Aaron Rodgers in his late 30s at the time saying, I don't want to worry about the future. I want to worry about the now. But the Packers are like, I'm sorry, it's not about one guy. We've got to worry about our future. The Jets don't care about the future. They want to try to win this now. Now, the Packers were in a different situation. They already had won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. They already have a history of winning. The Jets don't have that. I mean, they really had no choice. Think about, think about it. Rodgers was 36, I guess, when they drafted What was it, Love. 2020, right? It was that, that 30, was so he's 37. Draft. I mean, you can, you can make a compelling argument. You should get the replacement for a third. The Jets have no kick coming. Of course they have to get a replacement. Because if Rodgers is a good quarterback, when he's done in two years, they're not going to have a high draft pick. But you got. why did you get Rodgers? You, you didn't draft Rodgers. 
you got into bed with Rodgers to make you relevant and to help you win the elusive Super Bowl. So the Jets really aren't interested in the future. Where where um can the can the can I forget about uh, ticking Aaron Rodgers off. Can Joe Douglas worry about the future when the present is now to try to get his most the most out of you can out of a 40-year-old quarterback to protect him with an offensive line that was a sieve last year, weapons that weren't nearly as strong as we thought they were? Can the Jets really afford to think about 26 and 27 when they're trying to win this championship now with Rodgers? You can do both. Uh, the, Jets, the Packers were still trying to win a championship the way, despite by, picking love. By the way, the, the, I understand the Jets need other things. But what is more important for the future of your team than... For the future, but Don's right. He's here for the now. For I no get future. it, and I get you it. You got him for the now. And I, I get it, and and how many picks do the Jets have this year? They'll, they draft first at 10. Mm-hmm. What what I'm saying is this. You don't consider, with considering people say that there's a bunch of quarterbacks, some that are more ready than others... Aaron Rodgers would be threatened or angry that you use your 10th pick on getting the guy you think could be next? I don't think he'd be threatened. He would be angry because you're not be making angry. the team better for this year. Okay. Well, Aaron, I'm I'm sorry. We we have a lot they have a lot of other pieces. They, they, they've they, had no backbone with this guy. This is not going to start now. But, but, They're not but, drafting but a quarterback. But honestly, so they got to go get a wide they receiver. Might, they might it. draft a quarterback in the 5th round. Right, exactly. But that's that's but not I, a real but, thing. But like let, let's let's take the attention off of Rodgers for a second. If you're Joe Douglas, how could you even think about the future? You probably have Aaron Rodgers for two more kicks at the can. Since he didn't play last year, there's a chance that he could be your quarterback in 24 or 25. With the 10th overall pick, which we don't know if any of the big gun quarterbacks could be available at 10 anyway. You're going to take a flyer on the future or try to win now when you need offensive line, you need another weapon. I don't even think Aaron Rodgers has to twist Joe Douglas's arm. They are all in on Rodgers and now. And then after Rodgers is done, yeah, it. Michael's been saying it forever. It's going to be scorched earth. But if they win between now and then, they're not going to care. So, um, it's uh, Anthony Greek dug up some. This is for Peter with the commies. Thank some one year turnarounds. The Steelers in two thousand three was six and ten. They drafted Big Ben. They won fifteen and one. Strong. Dolphins in two thousand seven were one and fifteen. In two thousand and eight, they won eleven and five. They lost in the wild card. What wild card game? Chiefs in 2012, they went two and 14. Uh, then the next year, they went 11 and five, lost in the wild card round. Andy Reid brought in Alex Smith. Uh, and then the Colts were two and 14 in 2011, drafted Andrew Luck, went 11 and five, lost in the wild card. So, those are the high profile. So. And by the way, Jacksonville two years ago is a pretty good example. Uh, my the Redskins when they drafted RG three, though that whole thing fell apart. It it, it can happen. What you just need to get the quarterback or get the coach it, it, exactly because you know the Jets are a great example too. In 1996, they went one and fifteen. They get Bill Parcells. The next year, they go nine and seven. Didn't make the playoffs, but they won eight more games because you went out and got Bill Parcells. If you get the right coach, if you get the right quarterback, you can turn it around. Now those are examples of one year. But to your point, Peter, the point that you stole from me. Thank you. These five-year plans? No, 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 no five years. They're not. They're not, they're, they're not accepted they're anymore. Three, maybe two. You, if you take over an awful franchise, it's logical with the right drafting and the right coach that within a couple of years you should be definitely moving in the right direction, if not knocking on a door for playoffs. 
if it, 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 it you're not you're not signing up for a five year rebuild, you won't be given that long of a leash. Let's uh, let's listen to the Packers offensive coordinator Adam Stanovich, and he gave the difference between the offense with Love and Rodgers at quarterback. I think it's a peeled back version for sure just because of all the new people you know I think that plays a lot into it not necessarily Aaron versus Jordan but our rosters in general with the inexperience that we have so it's more of a peeled back version and then just like under center play pass trying to lean on the run game as much as possible where when you have Aaron you kind of tend to throw it more right so it's stuff like that where you just go off the personnel you have and do what you think is best so we know what the Jets are getting they're getting an outstanding quarterback who's going to run the show. Yep, and we all and we all and we all knew that. By the way, did anyone spend much time thinking about sort of the most basic premise in all of sports, which is when a team is willing to part with someone who's been absolutely incredible, they may know something. Well, I always say, like, if you get a, a, a player from a rival. Be careful. But you can apply the rival thing, I think, to any, like, it's like the same principle if it's someone as great as Rogers. Right. I mean, like Gutekunst, well, why, maybe Gutekunst knew a little something that between dealing with him, the shenanigans back and forth every year. Oh, I, maybe, I think he takes the air out of the room. They know it. Maybe a little bit also. Maybe even a little bit also of being up close and seeing that his body's going through it a little bit. The injury's starting to add up. Missing a few games here. Oh, maybe the fact that in big playoff spots he's been laying an egg. You know, maybe the fact that as great as he is, we're talking all-time talent, maybe the most of any ever, that there's one Super Bowl ring to show for it. And guess what? I, the other day, to, to, to entertain Ballard when he came over for the game, because I'm a good friend, when he walked in the house, I turned on a Packers-Falcons playoff game from the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. What do, a friend. Do you know how old that game looked? It was in black and white, right? Yeah, how, how different Rodgers... Rodgers' face, I went, oh my God, this was the guy when all we knew about him was that he was an incredible quarterback. That's it. Every player playing in that game, gone from this league. It was a lifetime ago it was that he won a Super Ayahuasca. Bowl. Way before ayahuasca, mm-hmm. Pat McAfee, all of the things of today that we now associate with wow. Rodgers did not exist when he was a champion. Yeah, it's it's a different NFL and it's a different guy. This year, it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. With NJ Diet, you will lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. Don't take shots the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET. Schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. Listeners, listeners, listen up. It's Michael K. When it comes to travel, nothing beats Legends Limousine. I felt the difference, and let me tell you, it's real. When my family and I need a ride to the airport or out of town, we choose Legends. Their commitment to safety makes every trip a breeze. These guys are not just any service. They've been setting the gold standard for over 30 years. I trust them, and so should you. Call 1-888-LEGENDS or visit legendslimousine.com. Use the code ESPN10, ESPN the number 10, to snag 10% off. Travel like a legend with Legends Limousine. 
Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You want to pick up with what we were just talking about off the air? No, it'd be a great show, but you can't. Don would, Don would go. He'd I mean, it. some of our best shows are done with the mic off. Yeah. But we was... go places that we just can't go. Well, yeah. some people can go there, not us. No. We went, we went very political there during the break. Yeah. Keep it off the air, you know what I mean? Save it for AM, perhaps. You know, it's the ESPN New York Superbox <laughs> Bonanza 5. This year, each qualifier five will take years home, already? Yeah, a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Let's see. Be caller number, yeah, 111. What are you doing? Right right now at 888-987-ESPN to select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish Whiskey, and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. Honey. Um, Knicks won last night. Uh, they beat the Rockets. Rockets are an improved team. They're not the pushovers they used to be. Um, but there is uh, something that I want to push back against. A lot of people say, well, wake me up when they get to the postseason. Well, let, let's take a look at what the Knicks have done. And I think it's fair to say that they've done a lot. The Knicks have played very, very well. What are they, seven games over 500? 24 and 15. Oh, so it's nine. Hmm. All right. So right twenty four and yeah I think I got that right. This is a team that under Thibodeau doesn't really find its sea legs until February. So their best basketball is ahead of them, not behind them. They usually struggle, and they've had a very unforgiving schedule. Twenty four and seventeen. So I'm sorry. So I was seven. I was right. Right. Um, Correct me when I'm right. He's trying trying his best. I I understand. And. so you look at where they are right now. They're at 24 and 17. The Cavaliers are in the fourth spot at 24 and 15. They're tied with the Heat at 24 and 17. So you can't tell me the regular season doesn't mean anything. It means a lot. The Knicks, it's imperative for the Knicks. If they want to have a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, they have to finish fourth or fifth. I don't care about home field advantage. Fourth or fifth. If they finish seventh, all right, they're playing the Bucks. If they finish sixth, they're playing the Sixers. If they finish eighth, they're, they're, they're facing the Celtics. The rest of the season is gigantic for them to try to reach the Eastern Conference Finals. You must finish well, fourth or fifth to eliminate right. going up against one of the big teams right away. Here's the problem. But, but both could be true. The regular season means a lot for the Knicks for all the reasons that you said. But does it mean as much for the Bucks? The the no the Celtics the, the Sixers like so that that's the issue is so they beat up on the Sixers a couple of Fridays ago and it was a pretty impressive win in Philadelphia, but is that the way it's going to translate if they met in the seven no. game series? No. Like that's the issue. The one thing I love about the Knicks is that they're one of the good teams in basketball that still feels the need to go out there and ball every single night. Mm-hmm. They don't have any load management situations. They go out and they play. They play major minutes. That's the way Thibodeau likes to do it, and they are engaged in every single game. They might not win every game. But they're engaged. There's no mail-ins for them. So they take advantage of it. But with this run, which has been impressive, which they are also terrific at home. They're 500 on the road. They played the most road games of any team in the NBA, which means that they're going to have a lot of home games in the Ten second half of the of season. the next 12 games are at Madison you know, So there's a lot of things that are really working for them, but... How real is it once we get to the postseason? You saw what the Pacers have done now. The Magic look like they're not going away. 
So they're going to really have to do this to try to get a high seed. But I think what people are waiting for when you say, well, wake me in the playoffs is, all right, what are you going to do? Is this going to translate to you playing in the conference final? Or is it going to be like it's been maybe the second round bounced in the first round? Like, I think people need to be convinced that this is something that can translate into the postseason. Yeah, and, and I think the best way for them to do well in the postseason is to finish fourth or fifth. And you want the Heat to finish sixth. Let the Heat knock off one of the big teams. Let the Heat finish seventh, knock off the Sixers. Let let the Heat do the heavy lifting and then take your chance again with the Heat. And I think the Knicks are still going to make a trade. You know, the trade deadline is the first week in February. I think they're still going to make a trade. They've got some they've got some things that they can dangle. They can uh, dangle a Fournier's contract which is coming off the books this year. They've got all the first round draft picks. They can do that. Um, they can they could dangle no, Quentin Grimes. I guess that's who. Well, I mean, you, you've got to get creative and find the guy that you think fits. I don't think they're making the deal in February, Don, that's going to make them a championship game team. They're making the deal in February that might get them to the Eastern Conference Finals. The deal that's going to make them a championship team to get them that great player, I don't know if that's DeJounte Murray, but that deal I think is going to be made during the offseason. Probably. So... I like what they've done. The fact that they have all these home games coming up, and that's now a home field advantage at Madison Square Garden, that's great. They played a rough part of their schedule. They're still seven games right. over five hundred. Well, Everything they've done, you've got to like what they've done so no, far. No question. But I, I guess the, the reason maybe we haven't felt the buzz around them, if you go back a couple of years ago when they were, what, the four seed, they beat the Hawks, uh, or at least they beat the Hawks in that playoff game, and the fans took to the streets, ended up losing that series. And then last year, going to the second round. All right, been there, done that. All right, the the, the bloom is off the rose. I mean, making the playoffs, winning a round. Okay, you've accomplished that already. Now fans want to see if you're ready to take the next step. I think they may be able to take that next step. But can you say it with conviction? Can you be like Perkins, who came on and said he thinks they can win a championship? I'm not ready to go there, Michael. I think if things go the right way, if they stay healthy, and Brunson and Randall are playing well, and Hartenstein looks like he's for real, and, and Mitchell Robinson comes back and continues to do what he did before he got hurt, this team could play in the third round. But are, are, are you betting on that? No, I bet they go two rounds again, but you know it, it could happen. It, it could happen. One thing I don't like is that Josh Hart, you can see he's compromised. Like he drove the lane, a ball that he would dunk, and he just softly laid it in. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got you know jumper's knee, and you can see he's not elevating uh, the way he used to. I, I would I would shut him down to see if that rest get him get him better. But that's not what Thibodeau does. That's not well, what Josh Hart wants. It's also hard hard to do that, and then you know get yourself the high C that you and, want. And also you, you know you sat down Brunson for two games because of the calf injury. Calf's a killer, by the way. And Julius Randle wasn't the same player. He just wasn't. And then yesterday, he comes back, and they both get over 30 points. So uh, they play the Wizards tonight, and we'll have it right here the in seven. Zards. Yeah. By the way, you toss out the record books. One of those two teams. Mean, oh, when the, when the, come West on. Think, yeah, think about the legacy. Yeah. Jack Marin. Bernard King. Yeah. Manute Bowl. Kevin Lockery. Oh, God. Daryl Walker. How about the pictures on the, the – did you see the broadcast yesterday? The two tallest players in the history of the NBA – um, Manute Ball mm-hmm. and Georgie Murison. And Kenny Albert broke out two pictures of little Kenny with them. It was beautiful. Well, Heartwarming. You, you call George Murison Georgie? Yeah. A lot of people call him Georgie Murison. Really? Yeah. Never heard that. Lived in D.C. when he played. Homely, uh, I've heard that, but I never heard Georgie. Oh. No, listen, I think he owns it. I mean, I, I don't think he'd have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, if you call somebody homely, I think they have but, a problem with but it. But I think you get to the level where you're like, yeah, unfortunately. 
No, I don't think you ever get to that level. But if you had an all ugly team, he's your center. Oh my god! Oh, there's no, there's no question. Um, well, how saw, about Bogdan Bogdanovich? Oh, the guy who's on you know all the what? He, they, them together, <laughs> them together is it's, it's a it's like a horror movie. Why are you guys so mean? Well, no, it's, it's not just, like you're two oil paintings. No, uh, well, that's, next, that's a, a next, given. Next to Mirazan, I am. No, I, mean, I just think some things. Is Mirazan just... still with us? Because you shouldn't be talking about the dead like that. I don't. I think I recently heard that he coached ball in D.C. Lonzo ball? No. Oh. Basketball in, in D.C. You know one of my least favorite things? Hmm. When coaches go, this guy can score the basketball. What else we is know, he going to score? I, I, what I, else I, is he going to score? But, but, but uh, when does it get to the point? It's kind of like, um, what's the phrase that, the bothers, that bothers you about... Uh, you know, you could be more wrong instead of right. Right. But but when it's so universally incorrect, does it all of a sudden now become correct? Like it's used so much, score the basketball, that I think it's now become universally accepted. It's, it's, it is accepted. It's ridiculous. Well, for, it's accepted for stupidity. And there's two other things I've been meaning to talk about that bother me. All right. If I was an NFL player, and a guy popped up and did the first round thing, I'd break his arm. Popped up into the what? Pointing for the first down, break his arm. No, I, you know, I get thrown out of the game. I, don't I would snap his arm in half. I don't think you. Would. I just can't stand that. What? Really? Even even when you're trailing too, you pop up and well, get the first down. Well, we know if it's the first down. Hold on, not all not all first down points are equal. Right. Okay. And, and a sometimes they're done in crazier ways. Uh, Again, I would break someone's arm. Again, I'd be that, thrown out of the league. That, that's the thing. That, and you know what's bothering me? Don, does that bother you? What would yeah. Aiden Hutchinson really? does? Really? You guys are no fun. Aiden Hutchinson does yeah. the war paint. I mean, lamp black is now turned into war paint. So that bothers you too. It, it, it infuriates me. So, so what I'm are you a doing? Bad, so real quick, I, hmm, I, that I, doesn't bother me. I'm oh, a, it drives me nuts. So, so you have no problem with Taylor Swift doing the swag surf, right? But, but someone jumping up after a big play, Josh Allen finds a way, scrambles on fourth and nine, picks up ten, first down, hits them with one of these, and you're going, that makes me sick. It makes me sick. Tell me if it's not you're it. down if you're down three touchdowns with four minutes How to play. That, by the way, that, that, that's bad happen. guy. But that's bad, all the time. That's bad guy. Oh, there's a lot of bad guys. But more often than not, Don, the first down signal does not come with a team down twenty and celebrating a first down. There are we don't of, need the players to tell us his first down. We got the yard but, but, mark for the whole deal. So you, you want three yards in a cloud of dust? No, that's I, a, I like that's big what, gains. I don't need you to tell me. It was but no, a big but you, you like you like the These old days. These guys are such divas. They're such. I mean, they're, they're narcissists. But they are entertaining us. I mean, it, it, honestly, back in the day, oh, you go but, watch, but you don't like Taylor Swift surfing, though. No, a young, beautiful American girl, very talented. You don't like that. I don't need a room full of rich people doing a dance. Oh, but together. you like a room, a, a field full of rich yes. people pointing first. Well, down. I'm there to watch them. They're you also the like when somebody kicks off a, a ball on the five yard line and they have to run no. 95 yards the other way. No, that's good too. No, I actually and you know like that, you, that bothers you. That one bothers me. I hate I hate the running to the end zone. It's it's been fading a bit. It's not as bad as it was a year ago or two years ago. I hated the running to the other. And you're, you're okay with painting half your face. Like like you're a member of Kiss. It's not what I would want my team to do, but uh, but I don't mind. But for me, I appreciate the moment when it's your team that picks up that big first down, yeah, and the person jumps up and points. I feel it because I'm excited as well. If it's unnecessary, it wasn't even a good play. 
then I don't feel the same way about it. But not all points are created equal. Again, listen, you could say what you want. You know what? You, you got do. no business talking today. The way you're covered, the way you've ripped off me and the Mannings style. You know what? I have been a quarter-zip guy it. well before you. Yeah, but you, but you know what? You're, I was doing that on the K-Rod But you're, you didn't, can I tell you what? You disgraced the quarter-zip, and we hate what you've done with it. With and the I, the I t-shirt already, underneath? Yes. If well, so you'd rather have rug fur. If, no, no. If you're, no, I'd rather have either a collar shirt like a gentleman. No. Or zip it up so you're not showing us so much Hanes white tee. It's not a Hanes white tee. It's a Fordham tee. Oh, even worse. Look at that. Peyton and Eli, they wouldn't be caught dead showing that much white tee. Don, well, am I wrong? I showed a lot of white tee on the K-Rod cast. You never said a word. Well, then it means I wasn't watching. And you haven't even asked me if K-Rod's coming back for a third Hey, is year. K-Rod coming back? Yeah, it doesn't look that way. Really? No. Well, we know Rod well, is Rod's gone, so there was, there was a... You a hate rod, to see the Rod... The Rod room. spot was open. Excuse me? The Rod spot was open. Sure. Because he's now exclusively a Fox talent. And apparently in great shape based on the picture I saw of him working out with his new girlfriend. His girlfriend's in great well, shape. Well, no, no, and it said he now has a six-pack. You didn't see that? Well, she's an unbelievable trainer. Yeah, and he's he's been training with her, and he now is a six-pack. I have good news. George Marison is still with oh, us. I knew it. Well, I bet he's 58 years old. 52. Wow. Would you call him ugly to his face? Wait, so there's a chance he I mean, will- If it came up in conversation, <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm just going to walk up to somebody, you know what? You're ugly. <laughs> How would it come up in conversation? He'd have to say, am I well, ugly, exactly. Don? Well, Don's point. You wouldn't bring it up. And by the way, good news. <laughs> you know what that means if he's 52? What? He could be 53 this Saturday. Yeah. And it would actually happen. I, well, actually, actually happen. he's... he's um. He's a Valentine's baby. So he will be 53 on the 14th well, of February. Is, is that a cruel twist of fate? What? That to be that Valentine's ugly and baby? be a Valentine's baby? I don't, I'm not saying he's ugly. You're saying So tell he's me ugly. that he's good looking then. He's good looking guy. There's somebody who loves him. But see, now, now what you're doing, see, that now you're just being that guy. Right, no, you so know, you got it first down. Yeah, you, got, you, got, you, know, you, got, you know what you got to do there? What? You got to use the line Gorilla Monsoon used probably during every wrestling match of all time. What's that? That's a face only a mother could love. That That's Mirazon. I'm sure his mom thinks he's beautiful. You're getting breaking news, and you guys kept interrupting me. What is that? There's probably not going to be a K Rod this year. Oh, well, well you don't have you don't have confirmed news though. Oh, I've got pretty good. I've got pretty now, good news. Now, will out he of be it. replaced, or will it? No, because uh, I because I think I think from what I'm hearing, they're going to go nerdcast. By the way, you didn't even try to to, to, to suggest what I suggested. How do you know what I tried to do? The K-Cast with the three How of us. How do you know what you I tried to do? You would have told us. I was asked, would you be interested in a nerd cast? I said, no. And I wouldn't watch it, and I wouldn't be interested in doing it. And did you say, you know what would be good? We could just take my afternoon show and do that instead. Yeah. How, how were the numbers when I appeared on? The numbers throughout were great. Right, so I didn't damage them. No. And I'm sure Peter would only help. I think the thing that really spooks them, to be honest, mm-hmm. to New York... So adding us would yeah, not... Because Alex played 13 years Yeah, 13 years in New York. That wasn't too Grew up York. a Keith Hernandez fan, a Met fan, even though he was in Miami. What if Because he, there was some thought about, you know, K-9. What if you were to tell... Michael them, and Chris Russo to New York. Would it be called K-9? Yeah. Because oh, of the dog. I love that. Yeah, and nine innings. To New York? Yeah, to New York. What about... It's gonna go, New York. They're going to go the nerd market. Ca- yeah. So I, the nerd cat. Well, well, what I said when that was presented to me, I said... Uh-huh. Uh, you put every Yankee Red Sox game on Sunday right. Night Baseball. And it, so New York actually works. So, obviously. so, Peter, if you had a choice, to New York or to nerd? For baseball, by the way, a sport that you want to try to make less nerdy. Yeah, but, you know, no, I think they, they're leaning into nerd. How about this? Did you suggest to them you do it solo? 
but you have a tape recorder and every five minutes you just play either something from McAfee or Stephen A. Maybe with, with, a, with a mic and a picture of one of them. Maybe wear a tank top. You think I could pull off a tank top? Yeah, wear the tank. I mean, I've lost a lot of weight, but I don't know if I could pull off a tank top. You, you should try, either wear the tank or the suit and you get up there. You know what you do? First K, first K cast back. Right. 40 minutes ripping Jason Whitlock. I'm telling you right now. Right. Boom, you get the show but back. But talk to your pastor first. You got to talk to your pastor. Get it cleared, then do well, it. But what if I get canceled? Well, that means you'll appear again the next day and nothing will have happened. 1-800-919-3776. So, and I don't have, think I'd be good on an Go R-cast. full McAfee. Have your first guest be A-Rod. A, a rod? Yeah, oh, a rod. right after he's gone, he's right. back. Right. Yeah, that would be... What? Don is good. That is good. He's good. Me? Good. First down, break his arm. That'll stop it. Uh, let's go to Peter for Dodge. Hey, guys. Peter Rosenberg here to talk to you about Security Dodge, Suffolk County's number one volume Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer. Right now, you can come get some 0%. That's right, 0% for up to 60 months on all new 23 Jeep Compasses plus... Up to 25% off MSRP on all new 23 Jeep Gladiators. All during the Start Something New sales event. You got to get in there and see Michelle Scalisi or shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. Point you have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. I just, I, I, to me, this is a a wild decision, and I guess suggests that more than anything, Jerry Jones just wants to be in control. Considering how ready this Dallas team is, that wouldn't have been a great spot to sort of split the difference and go get Pete Carroll instead? Yeah, you have to get he, Belichick where you have to give him control I, of everything? I see why Belichick would be too much for him. And I see why Jerry would be too much for Belichick. It's not a great fit, but there wasn't any other option. So Peter grabs the uh, the point guard. Well, I don't think it was my best work, but you know it, was, it needed to be said. Yeah, they had to pick something. Let's go to Raul in Pennsylvania. Raul. All right. Uh, Bye, go. What's well, up, guys? How you doing? All right. Can I give you guys a stat for today? A quick stat. Yeah, sure, sure. All right, here we go. The last 24 years, what two Yankee named Raul has played for the Yankees? Ibanez. Mm-hmm. There you go. Peter got one. And Come on, Michael. Raul. Come on, Don. You can do it. I guess I got the easy one, huh? Hmm. Play for the, let me give you a hint. Play for the L.A. Dodgers. His rookie season. Oh, um, Raul um, Ibanez. Mondesi. Oh, yeah. Mondesi. Mondesi. There you go. Out of way. All right. I got another point. Okay. All right, uh, Don, I'm going to defend you on the first take that you have for uh, the Sherman and Strowman. Yeah. Here's, here's why. When I was 14 years old and the Yankees were winning a lot of games, the dynasty years, they uh, I used to buy the post for $1.25. And I had no other way of knowing about news and stuff. And the daily news at the time, I think it was Mike Beccaro and uh, George Sherman writing. And uh, But my point is that you're right, you know. Nowadays, it's easier to, to for players to, you know, to find, you know, to find out easier now. YouTube, podcast, radio. 
What do you guys think? Well, I mean, there, there's certainly more. Um, you know I mean, Michael. There, yeah, there, there's more. There's more lanes to get information. But I'm sorry, I disagree with Don. I think newspapers still move the needle a little bit. Not at all. Things that Joel Sherman say, you might say, "Well, I'm getting it from other places." They're stealing from guys like Joel Sherman, not, Ken Rosenthal, you're missing, John Heyman. They were stealing from newspapers. They're, they're entertaining, and, and people want to read it, Michael. But it's not molding minds. People. There's so much information out there. They can formulate their own opinion. They don't need to be told by somebody else how to think. They watch all the games. But uh, let's let, let's let's look at politics. You think people form their own opinions? Because or they because, watch what they want to watch. Because the, the information isn't as readily available. And let's face it, a lot of people aren't smart enough to understand all the things that are going on in politics. But if you're a baseball fan and you love the Yankees, you think you know them more than anybody. You don't need Joel Sherman to tell you how to feel about any of the Yankees. You watch every game. But, uh, but he's not telling you how to feel. He's presenting information where you could then make up your own mind. He's not telling well, what, you how to what feel. What information is he going to give you? He gives you a lot. I mean, he's he's got access to stuff that maybe the average person what? doesn't. Uh, I'm just telling you. No, he's uh, in the locker room. You're not. Yeah, but but the, but that's but the, the average fan is going to judge whether so, they like somebody or not so based on how if, they pitch if, or if how they play. In, if he's in the locker room, right, right? And one of the Yankees pulls him aside, and say, "Listen, don't use my name. We hate Donaldson in here." And then he writes a column. The Yankees hate Donaldson. They ain't getting that anywhere else. They're not getting that from looking at a stat sheet or a nerd cast. They're not. Yeah, but you know what's going to end up happening, Michael, is if Strowman is pitching well, then Joel Sherman becomes the enemy for giving that information. And if and if Strowman's pitching, he'll, pitch, he'll say he pitched well. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that you're talking about they will determine whether they like Strowman or not based on something that Joel Sherman writes. If he's pitching well, and the, and then he breaks that news that oh, that there's there's reports inside the room that uh, they don't like Strowman. Right. The fans will turn on Joel because they'll love Marcus because he's pitching well. Now, if he's not pitching well, and Joel writes that, there'll just be another reason to hate him because they hate him because he's not pitching well. Back in the day, you would you'd get information from columnists. That information's like it's like picking cherries now. It's it's all out. You watch. The, you, you formulate your the, opinion based on what you see. That's why well, nobody likes pe- the media pe- people anymore. People before were sheep. They just no, yes. listen. I'm going to tell yes. you when Dick Young was alive and he wrote yes. a column. Stand up and boo Doc Gooden when he came back from the drug suspension. People stood up and booed Doc Gooden because of Dick Young. I don't think it's at that level, but no. you're taking it to a zero level. Yeah, it you're is wrong. zero. But you you're don't, wrong. No, I'm not, Michael, because people, do, first of all, they don't consume information like that anymore. That's why the newspapers are in trouble. And, and you're talking about days where not every game was televised. People are consuming the sport. But, they're watching. They're they're finding out their own information. They're formulating their own opinions. They don't feel like they need to get you, it from anybody else. You don't else. realize, though, that everything that we read online is aggregated from from stuff that's written from reporters. But I don't think they're getting it from anywhere but what they see. And then when they do go on social media, it's something the players are saying. And the player tribune, the players control the narrative more than they ever did before. People are just not getting their information the way they used to. I, I, it's really a shame. These are exceptionally talented people, but the average baseball fan doesn't know who any of these guys well, are I, anymore. Oh, you're so wrong. Well, Don, Don, Come on. I mean, mean, Every Yankee and Met fan knows who Joel Sherman is. But they That's don't ridiculous. care. I, I, Don, maybe the average young baseball fan? Every Everybody uh, like from John Boy on. Like that young generation, they all know who Joel Sherman is. To think that they don't is asinine. It's asinine. Everything he writes creates news, and it's aggregated by other people. I I, I, I know you're surprised, Don, but I tend to agree with Michael on this one. Now, if it was another sport, the, the writers in football, not as big a deal. In baseball, though, I, I, I think he's right. 
All right, but ENN's the- coming up in just a moment. It's Michael K. I love when I get to talk about my friends at PC Richard & Son. It's a local company, family-owned. I trust them for my appliances, appliances, TVs, electronics, and a good night's sleep, too. Their experts use a four-step mattress fitting process to find you the right pillow, the right comfort, the right technology, and the right adjustable base so that your new bed fits you perfectly. They guarantee it. And free in-home delivery on all mattresses, $199 and up. So do what I do. Get to PC Richard & Son, the local company you can trust for your new mattress. New year, new ride. Shop 300-plus new Hondas priced under MSRP at Bay Ridge Honda. Zero down payment leases, low financing rates, plus $1,500 extra for your trade. That's Bay Ridge Honda, your 2022 President's Award winner. Online at BayRidgeHonda.com. New 2024 Honda Accord EX front-wheel drive. Stock number 12411346. MSRP 31005. Includes 1250 dealer discount on approved credit, on-in-stock, same-day delivery units, lease for 319 per month for 36 months, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, tax, title, and registration fees excluded. See dealer for details ends 131.24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.